0: I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree, and a Hill. I'm your host, uh, Jared Waters. This is a podcast about being alone for your own thoughts. And it derived, not derived, but also it's a podcast where we review One Tree Hill episodes. Because I heard about this show, and now I'm starting to love it. But my question is, what do we do for the fan base? Are we called Tree Heads? One Tree Heads, or we just call One Hills. I don't know. I'm going to ask the Facebook group. i just been accepted, and everyone showing me a lot of love. Shout-out to everybody liking, subscribing, and reviewing. Today's episode is Season 1, Episode 4, Crash Into You. But to review, if you don't know, uh, last time we reviewed Episode 3 of One Tree Hill, uh, Lucas and Scott. Actually, Lucas Scott makes the game-winning shot, and he saves the Ravens undefeated season. His brother does not like that at all. And there's Lucas is adjusting to his newfound fame in school. Girls are popping up left and right. He finds Brooke in his car. Uh, His mother's getting hazed and bullied by the girls' booster club. And Lucas and Karen have to decide to rise above it. And at the same time, Nathan makes a move on Haley. So let's see what happens. In season one, episode four. My name is Jared Waters. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Levi's Stretch Pants. If you got big thighs and they like to rub together. You need to buy Levi's Stretch. And I'm watching the show through Hulu, folks. I don't know whose password I'm using, but I'm using a friend's. And I'm watching the show through Hulu. Okay, so we cut. Oh, actually we cut. We start the episode four as Lucas is in the shower bathing. I thought he was in the locker room because the water cuts out. Turns out he's in his own house. And he asks his mother, uh, did she forget to pay the water bill? And she goes, no, Karen. She, you know, she's such a sweet girl. Karen goes, no. Turns on the faucet. Faucet's not working. Working, excuse me. And she washes his hair with a jug of water, which is very like, she like babies him. I noticed that she babies him a lot. But, you know, this is 2003. Uh Then we cut to Nathan and Dan walking into the house. and we finally meet Nathan's mother. And everyone looks shocked to meet the mother. Dan looks at his wife, and they both look shocked. And they say she says dinner's ready, and they just kind of can't believe that she's there. Turns out she she works a lot and very affectionate. Seeing Dan love somebody, which is good. And then we cut to the game. And Whitey, we love Coach Whitey, but Coach Whitey would be canceled there. He said, <laughs> he said, you guys are playing like like he said this isn't basketball. This is a Chinese fire drill, which is uh, and especially at times, folks, you can't be saying stuff like this. Pretend like you know each other, old whitey. Uh, so Brooke asks for a ride, and Haiti looks at her like, what? So you can hop in Luke's car? Uh, and Brooke calls around. I like Brooke. She's promiscuous and uh, very fast for a high schooler, but I like how she's calling people's bluff. And she goes, I can see that you guys like each other. You guys both are broody. I had to Google that word, broody. I mean, they got a lot, of, a lot of boiling popping. We cut to the game. They're still trying to freeze out Luke. Like, a whole team's trying to freeze out Luke. But Nathan's getting double-teamed. So one guy finally just passes the ball to Luke, and Luke is just starting to score. And you can see Dan's eyes, Dan's pissed. And the teammates who finally win the game, the teammates are, like, trying to apologize to Nathan and say, Nathan, I'm sorry, dude. I'm just trying to win, man. I'm trying to play as a team. And I I remember, I forgot in this first episode that most of the team got suspended in this pilot episode. So most of these kids playing basketball with him are, like, young freshmen and sophomores. So I get why they look up to Nathan so much. But at the same time, they're trying to figure out who they are. Uh, but the mom goes, nice game, uh, Nathan. And Dan doesn't say anything. And Nathan finally invites Luke to a party. And Luke kind of asks, like, why are you t- asking me? He goes, you know, like, maybe Nathan's trying to be nice. He goes, we're going to be on this team for a long time. Might as well get over it. And then we cut to commercial. Folks, as I told you, watching this through Hulu, this commercial is by Guinness Beer. And this is a whole commercial about St. Patrick's Day. And they say how they signed a 9,000-year lease on the brewery. I'm like, you guys really own the place. You don't have to sign a $9,000 9,000-year lease, and they go in trying times because right now the coronavirus is everywhere, folks, and we're all quarantined inside. I forgot to let you know in the beginning of the podcast to try to make the podcast not about the world when we do One Tree episodes, One Tree Hill episodes, but you know what is? it is. So that's what the commercials are about. We're all quarantined in, so us tree heads are watching One Tree Hill, so we cut back to commercial, and we we'll see a big truck driving. Turns out that truck is a pickup truck, and it is Haley and Luke pulling up to the party. So Haley and Luke are pulling up to the party. And you can tell Haley's like, you know, she's not really, not really. She's happy she's going to see Dan. So she's talking to him next you know it. She's asking him, why are you going to the party if he hazed you, trashed your basketball court? And Luke goes, you know what? If they F with me, I'm going to F with them back, and I'm going to give it to him double, and I like Luke. He's, he's manning up. He's like, look, I'm going to do it. But we know Luke, They he's emotional, but you can tell he loves his brother. He wants to be around his brother, but he's the older brother. But he has little brother vibes, if you notice that. So um, next, you know, we get to the house. We get to the house. Everyone's, uh, everyone's pretty much chilling, walking around, and we could tell Ailey, wait, oh, excuse me. No, 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 before they're chilling, Haley gets out the car, Nathan walks up and greets him, and Tim runs up to the car, and Tim's like, "Can you, Peyton, can you talk to Nathan, tell him I had to pass him the ball because be, be, because he was open. And everybody's like, yo, Brooks!" like, yo, chill out, please, chill out. Okay, so next thing you know it, um, you can tell Haley's uh goo died for Nathan, you can tell that. She gets out the car Nathan introduces himself to her we see Brooke and Haley pull up and we gotta think about it. this is 2003 but these are high school kids she pulls up in a Mustang I keep reeling like that's a lot for Wilmington North Carolina like I said the teammate Nathan he's tripping over uh Nathan being mad at him so he's probably a rookie we find out his name is Tim <clears throat> then again Lucas pulls up with the tow truck Nathan comes up to Tim goes I invited him since you guys are great friends now right Nathan introduces himself to Haley. She's a little awkward because she knows that uh, they've been secretly tutoring. And Peyton's kind of sizing Haley up to see if she's with uh, Lucas. And I love it. I love her, the little jealousy. But if we're thinking about it, you know, Peyton, you're really tripping over brothers right now. What in the Old Testament of Leviticus are you doing, girl? That's double sin, trying to get two brothers. Uh, We go into the Beach House. Beach House is really nice. Everyone's pretty much chilling. They're drinking, uh, high school drinking. Not good. But uh, they're reading the newspaper, and they're looking at the comics book Haley wrote, which is a stretch, because it's 2003. Like, who's really gathering together to read a comic strip? Like, what year is it? What year is it, my lord? Uh-huh. Uh, so we cut back to Dan's house, and everyone's clowning this comic strip. And Peyton's like, it's just a stupid strip. Don't worry about it. Whatever. It's stupid. And Lucas calls her out, and goes, because it's shallow. And the reason why, Charlotte, because the comic strip is pretty much like a high school cheerleader and what they're doing right now is pretty much about Brooke. And Brooke's kind of offended, which I find ironic because Brooke has no problem throwing her platypus out there. So why is she mad? Because her platypus is now a cartoon and a comic strip. So, you know, but she's young. I get that. We cut to Dan's house, house, and his mom is sitting inside uh, Nathan's room and she asks Dan, like, he used to ask me before he goes out and I barely even know him. So I don't know what type of work she does to not know her son. She's never there at the house. And she asked Nathan, how's he doing? And he goes, you know, basketball-wise. And She goes, no, 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 how's he doing? And she said, I saw Karen at the game. She goes, I know it's hard for for you. She goes, no, I know it's hard for you guys. You know, it has to be a big adjustment. And she makes a good point. You know, it's probably hard for uh, Dan in a, in a not so, because you don't want to feel bad for Dan because he's, Pretty much the antagonist in this. But it's a lot for Nathan, for his brother to be there, not knowing how to love his brother and his dad. is giving him horrible advice. So I get his mom asking those questions. Excuse me. They cut back to the house. They're playing Never Have I Ever, and they're taking shots. Never have they ever hooked up with something plastic. Brooke is just taking a lot of shots because, you know, she's throwing it out there. She's the she's the, the slutty girl on the show. And here comes Nathan, a shot at Luke. He goes, Never have I ever had my dad wish I was a stain in a bed sheet. I was like, dang, next you know it. You see Luke getting his feelings, but Luke walks up to Nathan, whispers something in his ear and just let him know, like, hey, you're not going to punk me out here. So Peyton's going to the bathroom. She's waiting for the bathroom, and Haley comes out. She goes up to Haley and goes, how's the tutoring going? Haley looks shocked. Uh, She goes, oh, it's going. And he goes, why don't you teach him how to be nice? She goes, I'll put that in the lesson plan. And then Peyton looks at him and goes, be careful with Nathan. And then Haley looks kind of like disheveled. And then Peyton tells her, hey, you're better when you keep your mouth quiet. I'm like, dang. But cut to Lucas and Haley. They're chopping it up outside on the porch. Oh, actually, no, before we get to the porch, they're inside the house. And Haley's looking at pictures that Dan has of his family. And Luke's, uh pushes a picture down. And Haley says, like, you know, maybe have you thought about Nathan's side of this? And then next you know it. Lucas is like, what? She goes, yeah, why don't you guys just sit down and talk? Because every time he says something to you, you get offended. And Lucas is like, why are you defending him? She goes, I'm not defending him. She's just saying, like, why are we here at this party? So Haley goes, you know what? I'm leaving. So uh, as she's leaving, Nathan walks up. And Nathan's like, why are you leaving? She goes, I told you to stop being mean to him. Stop being a jerk. And I don't know if this is horrible acting or Nathan's acting in front of his friends. And he goes, whoa, we're just ragging each other with the guys. And she goes, stop being a jerk, Nathan. Excuse me, cut to the balcony. Now, Lucas is out there Peyton. And we know something's going to happen between Lucas and Peyton because every scene is just them gazing in each other's eyes. And he checks her about, like, not, not owning up to her drawings. And next you know she goes, well, why do you have to take that from Nathan? And she goes, he really slammed you in there. Slammed you 2003. And he goes, I don't care what Nathan thinks. And he goes, yeah, neither do I. And he goes, well, why are you out here? And I was like, Dang. So Luke has no problem giving it to Peyton, but he's kind of hesitant giving it to his brother a little bit. Luke bends down. He bends down. He's looking into her gazing eyes, and Nathan looks through the screen door, and he's freaking pissed. So Tim asks him, hey, dude, do you have any decent porn? And uh, he hands him a tape and he goes, no, nah, play this. It's comedy. So I know it has something to do with Karen. It has something to do with, like, Dan, something with Karen. Next, you know what? Uh, we cut back outside. Hating, she just tells him like, "I hate you reading me. Like, get off my back, bro." And he said like, "Stop owning up, stop getting mad and owning up to your work." And we cut back to the house, and Nathan plans Dan's prom night, which is which is effed up. So I'm thinking it's gonna be like a, a wild video, but turns out it's not that wild. It's uh, Karen talking about how she wants to marry him ten years from now. We cut to Luke's face, and he's freaking tearing up because that's his mama. He loves that girl. She just washed his head. With a freaking gallon of piggly wiggly water. Like uh, Lucas pushes Nathan against the wall. He's laughing, but you can tell he he knows what's going to happen. And Brooke and the girls know it's effed up. So that's good. The girls are starting to realize how messed up Nathan is. But my brother Nate, we got a question like, dog, why are you shoving? Why are you trying to fight Lucas again? Luthan waxed you once before in, in episode two. Like, you know you don't want this sauce. These blonde-haired boys can fight. He's over here Super Saiyan 1. When you messing with his mother. So we cut the commercial. This is a commercial. It's a delivery from Chipotle. Like I said, this is an epidemic right now. Coronavirus is everywhere. So all these companies are adjusting and trying to make everything delivery. So Chipotle delivers. But I don't want to catch Corona through Chipotle. I would never want to do that. Not saying it comes to there, but I don't want that. And there's a commercial, excuse me, for Mother, Motherland Fort Salem. Oh, yeah, it's a witch show. I won't be watching that. <laughs> I won't be watching this witch show. So we cut back, and Haley is outside. And she is upset. So we cut back to Haley outside and upset. Well, turns out Haley is not outside, but she is outside. She is near the beach, on the beachfront. And she's out there, you know, looking up in the clouds. And Nathan pulls up on her. Romantically, Nathan pulls up on her and goes, I thought you left. And she goes, I tried, but it's hard to catch a stupid cab out here. We know she's lying. It's hard to catch a cab. She didn't try to leave. Maybe she did. And Nathan goes, thank you for holding back because a jerk is not the worst thing you could have called me. So Nathan understands he's doing, he's being a ho. So Nathan goes, sometimes it'd be easier if I got kicked off the basketball team, you know. He's trying to do Pretty Boy Florida, you know, tell her it's easy to get kicked off the basketball team. But we know good and well that he does not want to be kicked off the basketball team because that's his life. But Haley cuts him off and goes, I got to go. And Nathan's like, uh, where are you going to go? Luke left a while ago. Let me give you a ride. And we know he's been drinking, so this is not a good move for Haley. But you know what? It's probably far walking in Wilmington. It's probably like an hour walk, and they have no GPSs on their phones, so we don't. Want to. But then again, she probably knows that town is a small town, so she probably knows how to get back. And she goes, "I'm really, I'm fine, Nathan. I'm good." And he goes, "Really? You're fine? You're very high yourself, huh?" So you know, she blushes a little, little nice line by big, big Nate Scott. And she goes, uh, "He goes, that's the least I can do." Let's hop in the car. And they hop in Peyton's car, which is just, uh, which is effed up. He didn't even ask. He just jumps in the car. Uh, Small story. I don't want to cut away from the episode, but when I was in college, it happened to my friend. My friend was drinking at a party, and he was driving a car. No, he wasn't drinking at a party. We were all hanging out at a party. And someone took his car uh, and didn't ask him right? So our friend took the car, but he didn't know, but he was describing his car because he had a candy painted, and I was in North Carolina too, candy painted Chevy Capris, and he's sitting there talking like talking to these girls like, hey, I got this candy paint, baby blue Chevy Capri, Mickey Mouse on the head, and he goes, look, it's driving right there. Wait, there goes my car. Someone stole my car. So I understand how Peyton's going to feel, especially if someone does anything to the car. We cut to Dan's house and him or Deb are, they're arguing, and she says, Nathan is, you know, surely and distant and I want to know why I'm so powerless and I can't do anything. And I feel Deb. Deb is pretty much saying, like, I come home and my son is completely changed. He doesn't look happy. And and she tells Dan, the way you're pressuring him about Luke, uh, maybe it's getting to him. And he goes, you know what? He goes, Luke is, he goes, no, he excuse me, let me slow down. He goes, Nathan's a good kid. And she goes, why? Why is he good? He's a good kid because he can shoot hoops or because his score average. And he goes, maybe if you were here more more than more times, maybe he'll be a better kid. So I'm wondering, what does Deb do for a living? Because she goes, I'm gone 10 days out of the month. So I'm guessing she drives trucks for Piggly Wigglies. This is North Carolina because most truckers stay gone a while. And then he goes, when you are here, you're working all types of hours. And she goes, you know why? It's because ever since this basketball thing, you've been slowly stealing him away from me. So we can tell Deb's a mom. She wants to, you know, spend time with her son and she can tell he's changing. That's good that she has that motherly instinct. She goes, you made me feel irrelevant when I go out of town to raise money for a good cause. Okay, so it turns out she doesn't She doesn't work at Piggly Wiggly. She must work for a non-profit. She says, at home, you shut me out of my son's life. And she goes, I swear to God, I wouldn't have done this job if I knew you were going to do it. And he goes, hey, he's a good kid. And like she said, he's after seeing him tonight, he's anything but happy. So that's good. She can read her son and know he's not happy. And then next year, you know it, she gets up and she walks out. We cut back to the house. Brooke is drunk as a skunk. She's tiptoeing down the stairs. Brooke come down the stairs. She talks to her, her girl, Peyton. And she goes, don't let me get drunk like this again. Like, we know it's going to happen again. And she goes, what are you doing, Peyton? Peyton goes, I wonder if we're going to end up like Karen. And I feel it because, you know, Karen was in love. She was young. She was with the high school basketball star. Like, I get it. You know, times is rough out here. She goes, I feel Peyton, you know, she's carrying, wondering on what would it be like loving a guy who's a jerk to her. And Brooke, uh, she pretty much calls her out. She goes, you're not wondering about us. You're wondering about yourself. I'm like, ooh. So Brooke's like, hey, you got the crappy boyfriend. You're the one that feels awful. And then she goes, isn't that awful that Dan treated her like crap on tape? And she goes, hello, Peyton. He's doing that to you. So I'm like, Brooke is very sassy but drunk at the same time clear. So she's like a, a sensei when she's drinking. <clears throat> we cut back to uh we cut back to the car now. Dan is driving, excuse me, Lucas is driving uh the pickup actually Lucas driving the pickup truck, but Nathan is driving her home. And Nathan goes, Can I be honest with you? So we're like, all right, what the F is Nathan gonna say? And he goes, When I said it to the beach was a lie. I love basketball and basketball is my everything. And I'm close to being ineligible. And that happens, man. I when I played in high school football, everyone was ineligible. And that is embarrassing. I was never ineligible, but the people who were, whoo, they had to stand on the sidelines with no jersey on. Had to wonder what happened to him, and they weren't hurt. Like, you get bad grades, son. And he goes, I don't want to lose it. And he tells the truth. He goes, my dad has something to prove whitey, and it'll destroy me if I can't play basketball. I really need your help. And the reason why I came to you because you're the best, and you won't tear me down. So maybe, like, Nathan's telling the truth. Like, I feel like he's telling the truth. But I feel like Nathan has made a bet to his friends that he's going to score with Haley and embarrass Luke. That's my theme. That's my theory thus far. And I would say my theory inside the Facebook One Tree Hill group, but they just, they'll trash me and say, get out of the group. (laughs) They don't want me to, they don't want to spoil the show for me. But effing, I like it. Okay, we cut to the pickup truck. Uh, He drops her off and she goes, all right, we'll start on Monday. Only one thing, stay the freak away, lay off of Lucas. So I like what Haley's doing. She's helping out, but at the same time, she's saying, leave Lucas alone. We cut to the pickup truck and... Lucas is just looking, and he sees his car flying by, which is Peyton's car. And that's <laughs> that's Nathan, drunk as a skunk. He's trying to tear the radio up. He swipes a, swipes a car, just frat boy stuff, and he crashes into a light pole. Luke pulls up and goes, Peyton, Peyton, because he thinks it's Peyton. And Nathan goes, uh, Peyton, she's fine, but her car isn't. And he goes, what the F are you following my girlfriend for? And he goes, no, nah, I wasn't following her. It's just like I saw her car. I thought she was drunk. I thought she was drinking. And Luke goes, Where are you going, Nathan? Nathan just like walks off. He goes, I'm going back to the party. He goes, You're gonna leave her car? He goes, Yeah, it wasn't my car. He goes, I saw you. Nathan, Nathan goes, You didn't see me. It's just your word versus mine. I was with Tim. Tim owes me a favor. He goes, Yo, that's a crime. You can't just walk away. He goes, I'm walking away right now. <laughs> this is the most privileged boy I met in my life. And Luke is like trying to hold Peyton down. He's like, yo, her car is registered in Peyton's name. I saw you wreck that car. And he goes, uh, you saw me do it, but I got to go. So right now we know Nathan is just two parents working upper middle class. Probably more than that. North Carolina. Probably I would say they probably make together a million dollars. They got the beach home. And we're just like Nathan is just, he's just hes just a jerk. He's a jerk face, man. Nathan's such a jerk face. We hope Haley doesn't hook up with him. But the way it's looking, I can see Haley's ghouly eyes. Something's going to happen between Haley. But our thing is maybe... Lucas could slide in and get Peyton because Lucas wants Peyton. We know he's giving her these Google eyes like he's a a Barbie Ken looking at her like Toy Story 4 from Toy Story 3, Barbie and Ken. So we know Lucas wants Peyton, but the question is how is he going to get her? So we cut to commercial. This is commercials by GoodRx. GoodRx is a pharmaceutical app that you can use. Pretty much you can count the prices. So if the prices are high, you can use GoodX. Good, what is this? Oh, good RX to compare prices. Then we cut to the body shop We're with Uncle Keith and Lucas, and he goes, "Hitting and run is a crime." Here we go. So Uncle Keith, he pretty much checks Lucas. yo, what's up with you with this girl, man? That's what he want to know. What's up with you and this girl? Why she got you tripping, dog? He goes, "You're willing to break the law for this girl?" He says, "Nobody's worth that." I'm like, Keith, slow down, brother. This guy's in love, clearly. But he's right, no girl worth breaking the law. Shout out to Pablo Escobar. I don't think he broke the law for a woman. Okay, so Keith goes, look, I'll pay for it, I'll fix it, I'll do it myself. And he goes, what about the other car, the dude that you hit? And Lucas goes, I'll fix that one too, I left a note, I'll do it. And Keith goes, hey, you're going to tell your mom. And he goes, you're not going to tell my mom. He goes, fine, I won't tell my mom, I won't tell your mom, but you are. He goes, fine, I'll do it. And he goes, somebody needs to have a lesson about this. We cut to the crib. Actually, we cut to the, the coffee shop where Karen works. Karen owns the place, and she's trying to call the plumber. The plumber's like, I got to give you these pipes. Well, he didn't say it like that, but I was like, you got to get this pipe. She goes, I'm trying to send my kid to college, not pay for this pipe. She goes, well, I'll fix it myself. So Karen's flipping through the plumber's page, trying to find the right, uh, I guess, the right tools. Next, you know, boom, doors open, and it's dead. Dan's wife, Nathan's mom. Now, you can tell Deb doesn't want that sauce, you know what I mean? Deb's she goes in there, she pays for a coffee. She gives her $5, which is 3 so she's like, keep the change. $2 ain't a lot, but she's like saying, keep the change. And next, you know, you can tell Geb's count here to settle the beef between the boys. She's not really, she's like, she's working for a non-profit. We thought she worked at Piggly Wiggly's in North Carolina. She's really trying to solve this. She's jealous, the fact that she got a good relationship with her son. And she wants that with Nathan. So next you know it, Karen says, hey, you can tell Dan if he wants to spy on me, he can spy on his own. So Karen, she's in her emotions about Dan. I feel her. And Deb says, look, Dan didn't sit me. I just wanted to let you know everything that happened between you and Dan. I don't care about that. Like, I don't want no static with you guys. That's weight between y'all. But me and you, our relationship doesn't have to do like that. I was like, okay, I feel her. She goes, that's history that y'all have, but not history that we got to have. So shout out to Deb. She's definitely a Southern belle. I see these type of women in North Carolina like, hey, honey, look. What happened was the past. Let's move forward. We go to the same church now. We live in the same neighborhood. I don't want any static, okay? Let's just let's just live in harmony. And next you know it, uh, she tells her, she's like, Hey, I'm jealous of the fact that you and Nathan have that type of relationship. And she goes, Let's let let's let bygones be bygones. Which I appreciate Deb for doing. Shout out to Deb. Deb's one of my favorite characters in the show thus far. I don't know where her character trajectory is going. She just got introduced in the fourth episode. Uh, we cut to the beach house, and Peyton's watching the prom video because she sees herself and Karen, and she looks at her boy Nathan, her man, and goes, you reinvented the word cruel tonight. He goes, that was just a joke. And she goes, funny, you're the only one laughing. I was like, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, oh. ho, ho. Great job to the writing team uh, making this believable. Uh, and he goes, like your stupid comic strip. I was like, oh, so Nathan can hit back. He goes, I'm sorry. She goes, you know what? it's getting freaking old, Nathan. It's getting freaking old. And... <laughs> And she goes, look, where have you been for the past two hours? I'm trying to go home, but I can't because my car's freaking gone. So Nathan goes, like Tim took it. He's trying to take Brooke home. Nathan's just lying on Tim. She goes, that's funny because I saw Brooke go home with Sarah. I'm like, oh. So she called a lie. And he goes, look, I don't know where you're, I don't I don't know where I don't know where the I don't know where the car is. And she goes, wow, You just told a lie to your girlfriend's face. She passes him a drink. She goes, drink up. So Nathan, this girl's got a little got a little a little sass. Uh, he says whatever. You coming to bed or not? I'm going to bed. Are you coming? She goes. I can't believe you just asked me that. And Nathan just not, does not give in that. This dude just wrecked two cars. <laughs> he walked home. He's drunk, and he's like, I'm just not gonna. I'm gonna talk to my girlfriend the way I wanted to. So just like, dude, you would not survive in 2020 with this attitude. No, sir. This show would have been canceled a long time ago, because we would have took up for Peyton. Like, what is going on, Peyton? You should have left this dude. Whew, Okay. Uh, so we cut to Karen's house, and Karen's looking at Luke, and she's asking, like, "Luke, what's wrong?" Because Luke is in his feelings. You could tell he's he's anxious, he's uptight, and uh, you know, Lucas asked her, and he says, "Uh, you know, our house can fit inside their beach house. Our whole house can fit inside their living room in the beach house." And she checks him a little. And was like, "Well, why did you go there?" And He goes, "You didn't even talk to me about this whole thing that you had about marrying Dan. How you wanted to be together." And she's, like, kind of backed up a little bit, kind of distraught, like, Luke, where's this all this coming from? And he goes, I'm tired. He's pissed. He goes, look, Nathan, and that A word, oh, he freaking cursed at his mom. Free, He called us. dang, he's freaking cursing at his mother about his dad. So this boy, I guess he's 16, 17. I don't know how old. They never say how old he is. But this guy, you know, he needs to see a therapist, for real. Back in the day, people weren't seeing therapists. But now he needs to go to therapy for this. And he goes, look we get to sit by and stand and watch Nathan and his dad do whatever the F they want in this town. She goes, you should have made him pay. She goes, what? He goes, no, you should have made him pay for everything. And and next year, that's not even funny. And next year, his mom goes, ho, 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 what happened tonight? What happened? Tell me, Luke, what's happening? And he said, I learned something. She goes, what did you learn? Everybody has secrets. Frank, boom, cut to commercial, folks. As we cut to commercial, before we got to commercial, I understand what Luke is saying. Luke is saying like, how come you didn't tell me you and Dan when you're were in love? This wasn't a one time fling, and he left you. Like, this guy got some money. You could help us out. We're over here struggling to fix, you know, the water in the house. And these boys got two houses, and they're just doing whatever they want in this town. He's, drunk, he's driving a freaking school bus drunk, and nothing happens. He just swiped the cars drunk, nothing happens. Like somebody needs to let this privileged little kid know this jerk face can't do that. Karen just kind of drawn back, so we cut the commercial and we're getting more insight about this. Uh, good XR, or excuse me, good RX. Good RX is like a sh- an insurance mobile thing to help you pay for pharmaceutical medicine and prescriptions. Some people goes, I'm just going to use my insurance. Like, no, no, I use good RX. So, good RX, this is where this podcast is not sponsored by, but this is presented to you by good RX on Hulu. Here we go. We cut back to one tree hill. Uh, we're back at the beach house. Someone is beating on the door very fast, and <laughs> And Peyton's like, Nathan, get the door. Nathan, get the door. Door keeps pounding. Nathan's not getting up. So Peyton gets up. She pulls up to the door. Next you know it, it's Tim. And she goes, Tim, where's my freaking car? And Tim's like, nah, bro, I, I, don't, I don't got your car. Then Nathan pops with the door, gives him a look, goes, oh, yeah, I had your car. It's uh, She goes, ah, I caught you in a freaking line. I know you don't have my car. Nathan, where the freak is my car? <laughs> Uh, and he's trying to think of a lie. We cut to Luke's house. Luke's he's shoveling mud. So I guess he's about to make a plan or a healing plant Oliveira plant. I don't know what these boys do in North Carolina. Probably, we're in North Carolina. They're probably plant corn. Probably plant corn. Uh, I'm a southern dude, so I know. I live in the Carolina, so I know. And his mother goes, comes up to him out the house. They're sitting on the porch. Are you ready to talk? And he goes, I'm sorry. I was pissed, and you were in the line of fire. And she goes, that's when the truth comes out, which is she's not lying. And he asked her, did you get what you wanted? And he goes, I'm not the one to complain. They both sit back down on the porch. And Karen tells him, she goes, look, I'm not the victim. I chose this life that we live. And he's like, I know, but they should have helped you. They should have helped you. You're a single mom raising a kid by yourself. You didn't take any money. Like, it was hard for you. It didn't have to be that hard. And she's like, he never offered. And she's like, I'm glad he never offered. Because if we took his money, he would have had an entitlement to how you were raised. And she goes, look how Nathan's raised. I'm like, oh, freak. So Karen goes. So Karen's pretty much in like everybody in the neighborhood knows that Nathan is star athlete. And he's probably just a jerk face to everybody. And they probably know Dan was the same way. He's out here selling used cars. He doesn't want to live that life. And they look at each other and go, like father, like son. Which was an album by Little Wayne and Birdman, which is good. I used to listen to it. 2007. Okay, so maybe they were inspired by uh, uh, Dan and Nathan when they made like father, like son. And then Karen throws another dig. She goes, so do you think we should feel sorry for them or feel sorry for ourselves? And I was like, that's real. So she, they, they came out good. We cut to the house. This is Dan's house. And Deb says uh, he hasn't been home all night. And he goes, don't worry. Nathan's a good kid. She goes, oh, we're well, our responsible son. Your brother just called and said our responsible son just got in a hit-and-run accident with Peyton's car. And Dan just looks like he doesn't give enough. He goes, I'll talk to him. So Dan knows he's in the pocket of some of these people. And he goes, I'll talk to him. And she goes, that's all you got to say? Well, you know what? I'm cutting down on my hours from the planet, Piggly Wiggly's. Oh, sorry, for the nonprofit, and I'm going to be in the house more. He goes, you don't have to do that. She goes, yeah, I do. She goes, don't look so sad that I'm staying home. So what type of dude doesn't even want his wife to be there? Like, let's let's be real, Dan. Like, come on, you need your wife there. We cut to the body shop. And uh, Keith is pretty much giving uh, Lucas the business. Like, look, man, I had to tell the dude not to press charges. I had to cover your back. I'm trying to raise you, son, but you got to be, you know what I mean? You got to be a good nephew. Uh, and then Nathan pulls up to the shop, and Luke checks him. Yo, what are you doing here? And then Keith goes, his parents probably sent him. He said, you might let him get away, but I freaking's not going to let him get him away. He said, look, that might be your friend, but that's my nephew, and this boy got to pay. He goes, try not to kill each other, girls. So he knows these brothers need to sit down and talk. And then Luke is like, yo, uh, no, Nathan goes like, yo, how much is it going to cost? We'll cut your check because I don't want your money. And then Luke looks at it and goes, stay away from Haley. And he goes, hey, man, we're just talking just like you and Peyton. So I like how they, Nathan can serve it back up to him. I, I love it because Nathan just doesn't give an F, and I love that about Nathan. He doesn't give an F at all, and I'm like, yeah, I love it. I love he's playing this role as the jerk, as the, as the antagonist, and I like it. He doesn't give an F this whole time. He's like, F it. Arrest me. I don't care. Uh, then we cut to Peyton's house, and Nathan walks through the door, and she goes, hey, all your stuff is down there by the door. And he goes, for what? She goes, like, bounce. I'm done with you. And He goes, that's the necklace I gave you. She goes, you mean the leash? I was like, ooh, good. d This girl is serving it to him, boy. The leash. And I feel her because North Carolina ain't that big. Well, Wilmington ain't that big, so it's probably a leash. She probably can't go nowhere. But honestly, she can go to the next town over and find another stud that's bigger, stronger, and three inches longer. Hello, how we doing? Uh And I feel her, man. I feel her. She wants to be free from Nate, dog. Nate, crash her car. And she goes, look. Nathan goes, look, my mom, she'll calm down and well, everything will go back to normal with us. And she goes, normal with us? Sucks, Nathan. He goes, is this about your car? She goes, no, I just saw who you really were. How you were Tim with your brother and that girl you're playing. He goes, is this about Haley, huh? So I know something's up with Nathan and Haley. Everybody in this group won't tell me, but I know something's up with this Haley, with Haley, I don't know how long it's going to take for them to get together, maybe two seasons. I, I don't know. I'm not going to Google the show. I'm going to just play it out. And then Nathan's just like, <laughs> and she goes, you're stupid. I get that. And he goes, hey, call me when you're not PMSing. I'm like, dang, Nathan, you talking about her bodily fluids, bro? the fluids, the way God has made them? That's what you're saying? She goes, don't bother. We're done. Get the F out. I mean it. Bounce. It's two-step. Get up out of here. Soldier Boy ain't came out yet. Take your arms and do the Superman out of here. So we cut. This is a closing scene. Nathan's playing with a ne- necklace thinking about probably how he lost her. Then we see Haley on the bed, and she's listening to her little Walkman. It was a CD player. She's got a lot on her head right now. She goes, do I keep tutoring Nathan? because Nathan confided in her let her know he's really stupid and he needs to play basketball or hold her uh, Lucas down, who's been her friend for like the past 10 years. Then we cut to Peyton, she's doodling the streetlight because maybe if Nathan to light, would to have watched the streetlight, he wouldn't have crashed her car. Then we cut to Lucas sitting in Peyton's car uh, reading her work. Like, he loves, he, lo- he adores this girl, so I don't know how long, I don't know when Peyton and Luke's gonna get together, but my goal is Peyton, I'm I'm good at reading movies, Peyton and Luke's gonna be together, Lucas and Peyton and Lucas, Dan, and Haley gonna get together and Brooke, I don't know what the F is happening to Brooke. I don't she might get with Mouth. I don't know where Mouth is, but she'll probably get with Mouth. That's just a crazy, a crazy I don't know why why I said that, but a crazy thought. But I think Mouth, why not? No one's seen him before. Where's the black dude at? Where's Skills? Where are all these people at the court? Nathan, where are your friends, bro? How you been friends with these dudes the whole time? And as soon as you get on the basketball team, we don't know where the F these people are. So shout out to my dog Skills. And freaking mouth. Where are these boys at? Uh, we cut to Haley at the store. And she's like, I was trying to help you and your brother. But you jumped down my throat. And then Lucas looks at her with his dreamy eyes and goes, we're still friends, right? And you can tell me anything? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, you wouldn't keep anything from me, would you? And he goes, no. And he gives her a hat because she left that in Peyton's car. Boy, the shadiness of the Lucas brothers. I love it. I freaking love this show. And I just want to know, is there like a symbol for us to have? Are we tree heads? What do we call it? I'm calling us tree heads. The emoji is a tree and a hill. So we're tree heads. Yeah, I like it, tree heads. So that's uh, season one, season one, episode four. I'm looking forward to episode five. Uh, since it's got the quarantine, I'm probably going to get that out the way too. But it takes me a while to do these episodes because I, I do it, stop but I like it so far. So far, we know that Dan is a horrible dad. Or sum everything up. Dan's a horrible dad. But we know Deb is a good mom and uh, a good wife. Deb goes up to Karen like, look, I ain't trying to have no beef. I just want us to settle it. What you guys have is a past. Let's move forward. Boom. Lucas it loves his mother. He's too much of a mama's boy, but he don't got a dad, so I get it. Mama's boy, she's washing your head in the sink. We get that. Boom. Next thing you know, it. Nathan Scott, the the MVP of this episode, who's making sure he has that same energy of everyone. He's a jerk to everyone. And uh, we got to see how he's going to pay for this car. Brooke, uh, she's thotting and bopping around. We like she's true to her role. Hopefully she didn't leave with Tim. We don't know what's going to happen with Brooke. Tim, I don't see a future for him as a character. It seems like he's just a yes man, so they can be easily replaced. And our question is, where are skills and where the freak is mouth? That's what we want to know. All right, folks, my name is Jared Waters, the host of the podcast One Man, One Tree, in a Hill about being alone for your own thoughts. But we're not alone with our own thoughts. We watch the great shows of One Tree Hill, and we review them because we hear it's a great show. And so far, it is great. Follow me on Instagram, O-M-O-T-A-H, or M-R Waters. I'm the black dude on the horse. Peace up. A-Town down. Uh, and please, everybody, uh, stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. Corona out.